Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. December, I said, I'm pegging it. I, Shannon, That's I want to preach on The Force Awakens. And there are so many great gospel truths in this movie unintentional that they may be we're gonna we're gonna delve in today uh, I hope you will um, uh, lean in with me as well who's seen the movie okay I have a confession to make and you're gonna think I'm a, a loser or you're either gonna think I'm awesome or you're gonna think I'm a total loser when I tell you this you know how many times I went and saw it in the movie theater? Some people, some of you know, hush. Those of you who know, my wife, she knows. So you spent how much? All right. I went and saw it eight times. Eight times. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I will say, though, half of those times were on a gift card that my parents gave me, give me for Christmas, the movie gift card. So there you go. I technically only paid four times to see it. All right. So there you go. Geek. Awesome. Somewhere between. I don't know. Let you decide. Okay. So for those of you who haven't seen this movie, biggest grossing, made more money, seen more times than any movie in history. But you know, we say that every summer. Some movie comes out and they say, oh, it's going to be the largest, you know, biggest grossing movie, make more money than any, any movie ever. Every year we say this. But for the time being, it's Star Wars The Force Awakens. Oh, who, grew up, who grew up with Star Wars? Who grew up with Star Wars? All right, so Star Wars is one of those rare things in life, okay, that's cross-generational. Sports is the other that I can think of. That... My dad, me, my son, and my grandkids one day will enjoy together. Now think about that for a minute. How many things in life, how many things in life can you say that about? Sports, if you have a common, you know, if you love baseball, that's passed down, right? But Star Wars is one of those rare things that if you're into it, you can sit down with people of different generations and enjoy together. I remember, I don't remember seeing the first one, A New Hope. But my dad says I was there as a little baby. It came out in 1977. I'll tell you how old I am. I was an infant, actually. And they went and saw Star Wars and carried me along. Now, I do remember some of Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980. And I remember, I do remember Return of the Jedi came out in 1983. I remember those very well. And the prequels, one, two, and three. Is any Star Wars fans in here? Raise your hand if you're a big time Star Wars fan. If you say you hate the prequels, you're no longer my friend. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Joey, do you like the prequels? One, two, and three? Oh, man. We're unfriended, defriended right there. I love, I love one, two, and three. That's the story, Anakin. Okay, so for those of you who are not Star Wars buffs, all right? I know you do, buddy. I'm going to show you a, a clip, a trailer from this movie. Now, spoiler alert, this is not a spoiler-free sermon, 
So if you haven't seen the movie, tough. Watch this. Buddy, let me tell you, when this trailer came out, I was like Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar. <laughs> Boo-hooing. By the way, there's a, little, there's a little trailer like that. Have you guys seen that? Where it's Matthew McConaughey on one side of Interstellar watching his kids grow up on video. He's been out in space for 25 years. And then he's watching the Star Wars trailer. He's just like, you know, that, that was me. I was, uh, I was very um, emotional that day. <laughs> Saw it eight times. Loved every second of it. Did not regret one penny I spent. Now let me introduce the characters to you. Now you guys know who Luke Skywalker is. You know who Han Solo is. You know who Princess, now General Leia. You know those characters. We're not going to focus on those characters. They're awesome. And they're there. But we want to focus on some new characters. There are three, primarily three brand new characters that the, that the Star Wars universe has been introduced to. The first one is Rey. Now, Rey is a young girl. She's stuck on this desert planet. She's, uh, she doesn't know where she comes from, doesn't know who her parents are. She doesn't know what her purpose is, where she's going. She doesn't know where she's been. She just knows that she has a longing out there somewhere to be found. She knows that she uh, belongs to someone, and she's hoping and counting the days till someone comes and rescues her. 
She's kind of on this journey of self-discovery. Now, the second new character is not the main villain. I'm going to give that away, but one of them, and his name is Kylo Ren. Now, Kylo Ren, as you saw in the trailer, he's talking to himself, or talking to this, the helmet of Darth Vader. He happens to be his grandson. He is the son of Han and Leia, okay? Give that away. It, it, it tells it in the movie pretty, pretty quickly, so not too terrible of a spoiler. If anybody's gasping, I'm, I apologize. Um, won't give it any way any deaths, though, right? Okay, any, any death of anyone special in this movie. Okay, so Kylo Ren has this Vader, Darth Vader complex about himself. He desires to be like he desires to be Vader. And he says there in the clip, he's like, I, you know, I'm not going to fail you. I'm going to finish what you started. He's a pretty evil guy. He's given himself over to the dark side. If you know anything about Star Wars, what, you know, the dark and the light. There it is. That's the Star Wars universe in a nutshell. There's the dark side and the light. And you choose. But most of our characters, if you notice, most of the Star Wars characters, if you ever watch any Star Wars movies, they're stuck in between. Most of the characters are battling day in and day out. They're being pulled to the dark. They're being pulled to the light. This, this, this pull and struggle of the darkness and the light. That's key here this morning. We want to remember that. And the last of the new three new characters is a guy named Finn. And Finn is a former stormtrooper turned good guy. He realizes midstream that he's been fighting for the wrong side. He realizes that the First Order, which is remnants of the old Empire and the old Star Wars world, is bad. They're killing people. They're doing what they want. They're instilling fear in everyone. And he realizes that he doesn't want to be part of it anymore. So he runs away with the help of uh, another new character named Poe Dameron. But we won't get into him very much today. The first thing I see as a gospel lesson in this movie is that there's a sense of a need for belonging. There's a need for community. There's a need for purpose. There's a need for direction in the person of Ray. Right? Ray's desperately seeking herself. She's trying to figure out who she is, where she comes from. And she says several times, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for someone. I don't know who. My family, maybe. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. She's in a holding pattern. Anybody in here in a holding pattern in their life right now? You know, at some, in some ways, all of us are, people, right? Folks, we are all waiting on something, and we all desperately need to belong. You know, we try all sorts of ways to, to fit in and, and, and belong and find purpose and find reason for living and find our, 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 our crew, our squad, our people that we hang out with. We, we, we want to belong to someone or something. And most of the time, I'll say I'm guilty of this, I look for belonging and purpose in all the wrong places. I'm guilty of that. I'm waiting, but I'm waiting, and, and my eyes are fixed in the wrong direction most of the time. Is that anyone? Am I, am I the only one in here? I, I, I think probably not. But my sense of belonging dictates everything about my life. It dominates my thoughts. It dominates me, my thoughts, what I do, my actions, my words. The sense of belonging 
is overwhelming. This is where we find Ray. Ray's story is kind of one of uh, identity crisis, struggle. She doesn't know where she comes from. She just knows that she wants to get where she's going. She, she wants to figure out her purpose and live into it. The second gospel lesson I see that we can really relate to, that I can relate to, is uh, this, this sense that Ray, in the, in the course of the film, something happens to Ray. She realizes that she has uh, these powers that she inherited. There's something innate in her that draws her. And we call that in the Star Wars universe the force, right? The force is kind of people tap into it and it guides their life, much like the Holy Spirit. We're not gonna make that, that's a cheesy parallel, but we're not gonna go there. But if, you can, if, if we can, as Christians can relate, that's, that's kind of what it is. We, we're, we're tapping into something we cannot see that guides us our lives and moves us and make, gives us purpose. And, and something happens to Ray. She, she meets a lot of people and they begin to kind of speak a little truth into her. And they say, look, you are, you're made for more than what you're doing. You're stranded on this desert planet. You're a scavenger. You're kind of making ends meet. You're just surviving, but there's more. Look, you're, you come from somewhere. Somebody, you're, you have an inheritance. You have a, you have a lineage that you don't know anything about yet. And she finds out soon there's more to her life than what she's experienced so far. Watch this next clip with me.
at some point, as you see, Ray transforms from this young girl just kind of scavenging old parts from starships, selling them for food, to living into a lineage that she has yet to figure out. I think I know where she comes from. How about you? I think I know. Um, she kind of gave, it, they gave, they gave a hint there. Joey, do you believe that she's Luke's daughter? Yes, I do too. We, we will find out in the next episode, next December, not this coming December, but the next. Got to wait two years, year and a half. It's crazy. Killing me. This montage you saw is all about awakening. She awakens. There's, if you, now just to explain what you saw, there's a lot there. But there's a, a point where she's captured by this Kylo Ren, who I think is her cousin, just saying. And he's interrogating her. And he's using the force, you know, getting, using mind tricks. And she, he's trying to read her thoughts. And he does at first. And he's getting in her mind. And he's trying to get some information. And she turns the tables on him. All of a sudden, she taps into the force. And she reads his mind. And she says something like, you know, you're scared. You're afraid. You'll never be as great as Darth Vader. And he like and runs out and the 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 next scene is the funniest we're going to show this clip I just wanted to throw this in here there she's being guarded she's shackled in this chair she's being guarded by this stormtrooper who happens to be Daniel Craig uh James Bond he just makes a cameo watch this clip see what she does to Daniel Craig you will remove these restraints and leave the cell with the door open She, she tries that a couple of times at first and it doesn't work. And then she relaxes, closes her eyes, and says in this most genteel voice, you will remove these restraints and leave the cell with the door open. And you'll drop your weapon. And he's like, okay, yes. You know, the Jedi mind trick thing, if you're not familiar with it, works on the weak-minded. So you weak-minded you know, weak people out there, beware. Never mind. That's cheesy. There's, there are, uh, have you, anybody ever heard of the Great, the great Awakenings? Yeah. Spiritual revivals that happened all across Europe and the American colonies in the 1730s, 40s, and 50s. And uh, basically what happened was people at that point in time um, were living, uh, their, their, their spiritual lives were basically going to church um, doing the things that you needed to do to satisfy God, basically, in their faith, going through the motions of, of religiosity. And then something happened. One person, somewhere, we don't know who, it starts with one person. One person decided that they're going to get really intimate with God. One person decided somewhere that they're going to tap into who they are in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. And it fanned the flame all across Europe 
and the American colonies. By the way, preachers like George Whitfield and John Wesley, you guys know those guys, some, some of you do, they were at the front end of this, this movement, these movements, and uh, they kind of got the ball rolling with, with these great awakenings. All of a sudden, people didn't care about just tradition. They didn't care about just checking the box. I, I came to church. I gave this amount of money. I did this. Do we get there sometimes? Folks, we do. Our churches get there. Our churches get to a place where we're checking the box, and this is what we've done, and this is, we've, we've checked it off. God must be very pleased with me. At some point, we have to throw that stuff off. And awakening happens. Awakening happens, honestly, when we, several ways, applicable ways. One is we have to know and study and pray over and memorize God's word. That has to be a love and a desire to do that. Sometimes I want to read my Bible, sometimes I don't but it has to be part of who I am. If I'm gonna know who God is and what he's done for me, and if I'm gonna live into my purpose, that is one absolute way. The other way is listening for God. You know, our prayer lives are usually, and I've said this before, kind of chunking a bunch of stuff onto God, and that's okay. But I feel like, for me, that 80% of my, what I do in my prayer life should be listening for me to just hush and let God speak. Anybody else find themselves there? Listen, I find the questions answered before I even ask them. If I'm listening intently. If I'm listening to the Spirit of God. So Ray goes through this process in, in the middle of this movie. She becomes awakened. By the way, Awakening doesn't start with just kind of a group of people that decides they're going to like change the world. It, it starts in the, in the heart of the individual. It's a heart matter. It's a heart matter. It starts in your heart, my heart. And an awakening is not a one-time thing. Shannon said it best last service. It's not just a one-time deal. I need to be awakened every single day to who God is, the beauty of this life in Christ that we talk about every single week. That's awakening. That's awakening. Then you begin to tap into who God is. God begins to speak to you, and you begin to follow, and the direction of your life changes. The trajectory of our lives change on that. See, the whole Star Wars saga is about awakening. Every single film, someone is being awakened to, they call it the force, right? Someone and there's this pull from dark to light. The darkness is, is really strong. And as you can see, Kylo Ren is just, he's consumed by the dark side of the force. It's causing him to do really, really bad things. And then Ray is caught in the middle of this, and she doesn't even know what the force is at first. And she has this awake, she has this uh, epiphany of what the force is and, and, and how it moves around her and what, it, you know, what, her, what life is with, with that sense of something that she can't see. Remind us of anything, Christians? The Holy Spirit of God moves through us, in us, around us, whether we're aware of it or not. God is moving, God is speaking, whether we are aware or not. It is up to us, to you and to me, to tap into 
what God has for us, who God is. Not just God's plan for us, because we can't live into God's plan, what God has, until we know who God is. Do we, not, do we, do we, can, we can we ruminate on that a minute? We can't live into what we're supposed to be and who we are supposed to be and where we are going until we know who God is. Until we focus and, and, and bask in who God is. Then God gives us purpose, direction. He points us in a direction and he, and he, and he leads us there by the hand. This is the Star Wars saga. This is the Star Wars legacy. It's one of awakening. You know, the story of the gospel, the gospel story is, is that. It's about God pursuing us when we were only pursuing ourselves or other things and reaching down. This is, this is the gospel for me. And God reaching down and rescuing me when I did not think I needed rescuing. That's redemption. This is the redemption story. And this is the story that I see that God spoke to me when I, when I watched this eight times in the movie theater and countless others when it came out on Blu-ray. That's what spoke to me. I saw a young woman who was figuring out her purpose, but it was being revealed to her. And she was obedient in, in following that purpose. I want to read, I want to get into our scripture today. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 15. You know, I call this the Star Wars passage. Because no other passage in scripture sums up the Star Wars universe, the dark and the light, and that dichotomy and that struggle than this passage. Let's read it together. Ephesians Chapter 5, starting in verse 8. You groped your way through the murk once, but no longer. You're out in the open now. The bright light of Christ makes your way plain. So no more stumbling around. Get on with it. The good, the right, the true, these are the actions appropriate for daylight hours. Figure out what will please Christ, then do it. Don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness expose these things for the sham they are it is a scandal when people waste their lives on things they must do in the darkness where no one will see rip the cover off those frauds and see how attractive they look in the light of christ wake up from your sleep climb out of your coffins christ will shine you show you the light it's a, it's it's this force awakens in a nutshell it's the journey from the darkness to the light. It's the redemption story that we're all in. We're all living this. And lest you think you step out of the light once, step out of the darkness once and into the light once, no. We are doing that every single day. I straddle the line between the dark and the light all the time. The pull on my life the temptation of the dark and the, and the glory of the light. It's who I am. It's who we are. It's who we, God made us. But God didn't make us to live in the shadows. 
He made us to come from the shadows into the light. It's part of our story. If we were born in the light, then what is the redemption story? What is the grace of Christ? We were born in sin, separate from God. But in God's great love, he chose to have mercy. And he chose to paint that picture through Christ on the cross. And through his Holy Spirit, we were given that truth daily, constantly, constantly. The dark and the light, the struggle is real. And I'm telling you, look, you will go back and forth your entire life. You'll move into the shadows for a bit. Something will happen. It'll make you retreat in life. And you'll, you'll live in the dark for a little bit. And then, and, and then if those who, who know Christ, he'll move you out of the shadows. And he'll expose all of that. He'll expose our sin, first and foremost. Then he'll expose uh, our, our weaknesses, our tendencies. He'll expose that anger, that depression. He'll expose uh, the need for, to belong and, 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 and the direction we're pointed in to, 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 to find belonging in the wrong places. All that stuff is exposed in the light of Christ. This is the redemption story of Star Wars Force Awakens. There are two things that I see that I want to leave with you. There are two things that I see in this story. One is belonging, which we all have a need for. And the other one is awakening. And that awakening is a constant process. I wake up, I hand my life over to Christ. I'm awakened once again to how awesome God is. You know, but belonging and awakening, those two things, they're not separate. They go hand in hand. Because we search for these things, and as I said earlier, most of the time we search in the wrong place. But when we come to the end of what we can do, you ever been there? You ever come to the end of your efforts and your, your struggle and your talents? You're like, oh, okay, I can't do any more. This is where God steps in. This is where he does his best work. He takes dead things and he makes them alive. He breathes life into us. And it's just like, almost like Ray in this movie, someone breathed life into her. And she's, uh, she's, uh, taking an interrogation where her mind's being read and she she turns the table she reads his mind and she uh gets the stormtrooper to unlock her and she goes and then by the end you see she kind of goes medieval on kylo ren she closes her eyes she taps into the force and boom light switch and she starts whipping fanny with that lightsaber she does and she's never touched one before she never touched one before and you see this, and, and I'm sure in the, in, in the next couple of movies, we'll see uh, the progression even more. I'll leave you with this. First Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Folks, I want my heart to be awakened again, fresh, new today. I want to be made new exposed in the light of Christ. How about you? I hope you'll 
that we'll do that together. You know, when, when, when talking about the, the great awakenings of the 1700s, you know, I would love for that to happen again. I would love for it to start right here. Right here. But not, not for this church's notoriety or anything to do with this church, but this group of people, one person in here, a little spark turned into a flame. I would love for that to happen in our city, our country, our world, and it could start right here. God is so good. His redemption has no end. There's no limit to it. And God's purpose for you is greater than your pain. It's greater than your confusion, your uncertainty, wherever you're at. Folks, be awakened again today. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. And we confess to you that we have done things our own way. And we've sought purpose and fulfillment in all sorts of things. God, you've called us out of the darkness and into the light. You've called us into our glorious purpose. It's who you are. And we desire again to be awakened in you. God, as we worship these next few moments, uh, be with us, move in our hearts. Help us to truly see you and recognize you for who you are. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldasa.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends. Thank you.